How's it going? We're live, boys. Hey, what's good morning? We we got my we got one of my favorite people in the world, Kevin Carroll, who is here today with us. So I gotta say one of because the other two favorite people are here as well. So (laughs) I appreciate that. Yeah, that's a hell of a compliment coming from you, Don. I appreciate that, man. So uh, you guys, uh, you guys are doing some amazing things there in St. Louis. I've gotten to hang out with you a few times in your office, and it's always been cool and good times. You're good people for sure. I appreciate that. I just, actually, I guess I just realized that half this uh, crew right here is St. Louis guys. So you need to come to St. Louis more often, gentlemen. Yes, we do. Yeah. <clears throat> no, absolutely. Um, so well, that's just before we get going. So Kevin, just explain a little bit about you. Who are you? What you do? Where are you from? And then uh, we'll jump in and, and see. We'll, we've got questions for you. Obviously, the audience watching is going to have some questions as well. Um but yeah, tell us a little about you, bud. I appreciate you joining us. Yeah, man, my pleasure. Um, always good to catch up with you guys. But Kevin Carroll, I am the director of sales at RIA Blackbook. Um, been here for uh, about a few, a few years now. But before I decided to come into the software world and this crazy real estate world that we live in, uh, I work for corporate America. It's a similar story that a lot of people have, right? So it's that nine to five grind and you're just a number and <clears throat> just was ready for a change. So um, Damon, Remy, our CEO and founder, been a longtime friend. Our kids go to school together, um, golfing buddies and things like that. So I actually went to his boot camp event. This was March of 2018, I, I believe. But um, anywho, I went there and was trying to just figure out what RIA Black Book is. What does Damon really do on a daily basis? And uh, absolutely fell in love with it. I mean, you, you're talking to other investors and, and just the camaraderie and, and leveling everybody up. And it, I just had never been a part of anything like that before. So um, left the corporate world. And here I am with uh, three or four years in with RIA Black Book now. And it, it's been awesome. So it's, you know, I get to, we get to work with thousands of investors pretty much on a monthly basis. And, you know, everybody's different. They've all got different struggles, different hurdles, you know, the mindset aspect, the tools aspect and, and helping bring it all together and allowing them to basically find their financial freedom. That's what it's all about. And uh, it's good going to bed every night and being rewarded with all that. But that, that's my really quick version of who I am and why I'm here today, guys. Well, happy. Well, ha- we're happy to have you here, Mr. Kevin. Hey, it's it's fun. It's fun. I I feel bad for Don out there on the West Coast. I know uh, it's a little bit earlier for him. I'm I'm still slugging coffee here at uh, 11 a.m. But uh, <laughs> me too, man. I just woke up like an hour and a half ago. <laughs> oh, I, had to, I, had to, I had to I had to rush in. You know, I'm not. I, and I'm not a morning person. Anybody who knows me knows that I'm nocturnal. I stay. I, I was up until got by 2 a.m. Uh, last night, and then I was back up at 5:30 this morning. So I need to try to sleep more. I guess. Yes, wow. you do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's noon. So yeah. uh, we, we all know who works the hardest here. All right. <laughs> oh, it's David Dodge by far. <laughs> yeah. It was funny yesterday when David Dodge says, man, I need some more energy. I'm going to start standing up. I'm like, what? what? You don't need any more energy. You'll be running around like jumping up and down on the walls and stuff right oh, david, david dodge on his worst david dodge sleeping has more energy than gavin and i put together <laughs> <laughs> oh, i love it awesome. i love it guys if so, you are joining us now live on facebook or youtube or in our group uh we do these weekly this is coffee with closers is this episode nine i think so yeah. wow we are already on episode nine so what we do don 
Gavin and myself are the hosts. Today we have Kevin on. Kevin is a great friend of ours, and he is over at REI Black Book. So we're going to be picking Kevin's brain throughout the next hour on how REI Black Book can help you as a real estate investor. Furthermore, we love audience interaction. If you are watching this right now and you are a real estate investor and you are struggling with something, drop a comment. Let us know what that is. If you are not a real estate investor and you want to become one and you have questions, drop a comment. It doesn't matter if you're on Facebook or YouTube or whatever. All of those work here over at StreamYard. And um, our goal today obviously would be to learn a little bit more about REI Black Book, but also to help you if you are listening or watching into this. So drop a comment. We are here to help. Let us know where you're from if you're watching and let us know what you're struggling with or if you just have general real estate questions. And we are not limiting these questions to just wholesaling or just fix and flip or just landlording, it's a free for all, all of the above. We all here do all of these things. Mm -hmm. And again, we are blessed today to have Kevin on the show to help us talk about some of the ways that we can make our businesses run more efficiently um, and how to also automate some of that stuff. So Kevin, 100%. welcome, my man. Tell us hey. a little bit about um, REI Black Book, if you don't mind, let's just start with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to avoid boring you down too much here, but basically what REI Black Book is, it's a software platform. We're a software company uh, at the core. So in effect, most investors, we, we call it multi-system chaos. Everybody runs out and they buy websites and over here, they buy phone systems everywhere else, a text platform here. Um, you know, so th they've got before you before it's said and done, there's nine or 10 different platforms all plugged in together. Um, you've got to have a tech degree to, to integrate it all. And it's expensive. The laundry list goes on here, right? But what we've done is tried to provide a one-stop solution for small business owners, specifically real estate investors to where they will have one username and password to log in with. They pay one invoice every month and it in effect streamlines their business and allows them to implement automation to uh, grow and scale, right? So most of us, especially as we get started, we're, we're solopreneurs, right? They're, we're one man shows trying to, to, to get going and up in speed. And without the proper tools, systems and processes in place, it's, it's, you're gonna work a lot harder than you have to right out of the gate. And that's what we wanna do is, is help those investors not only get started, but even the experienced investors, how can we make them a little bit more efficient convert a higher percentage of their leads. And uh, that, that's where we're at. So we're, we're 13 years into this. We're getting pretty good at helping guys like you streamline this to where you're not working as hard, even though you have all that energy, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> that's, right. I, that's right. I just want to jump on something real quick because you said something there that I think it, people just won't pick up on because it was so simple that you have one user, right? You have one login and everything is, is built together. And that from teaching this, right, and, and being in the info space and, and having, you know, students that I work with is a game changer because of focus, right? It allows them to actually make money. That's the key. Uh -huh. In this right. business, we have so many third-party companies. Like, let's just talk about Podio real quick. Podio, for instance, you need third-party companies 
working with it so it actually functions. So that means you have multiple usernames and passwords. That means if one thing breaks on one of them third-party companies, the whole thing doesn't yep. work, right? So having something that has one platform, everything together, as you've just described, is a is a game changer, especially for us as coaches as well, because we our job is to get people to make money, right? And there's nothing. I'm a personality, I'm a salesperson, right? And when you get stuck in the weeds of systems of all these things, clients hide behind systems, right? Yes. So when you can provide that of something simple where they can actually plug and play and actually get on the phone, talk to sellers, make their offers, do the follow-up and make money, they're going to advance much quicker by using kind of an all-in-one system. So I just wanted to identify that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And that's one of the challenges with systems and platforms, right? A lot of people can hide behind them, like what you just said. You, you, that we see it all the time, right? It's it's an excuse. They're, they've almost created themselves another job to avoid yeah. doing what they should be doing, and that's talking to people, right? Going yeah. out, talking to sellers, running appointments, and all those things. So what we're trying to do is not create another job and put them in a spot to where they're having those conversations. Uh, otherwise, what's the point, right? So, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Um, do you, I know we haven't like planned this, but people are watching us like live. I mean, maybe throughout this, if we have time, we can, do you have a quick demo we could do maybe at some point, uh, you know, even if it's just a few minutes, just kind of showing us the platform, yep. a little operation of it. Cause people are probably going to be wanting to plug into that, uh, and kind of, kind of see what it does. I don't know if that's yeah, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So let, let me interrupt just for one second here real quick. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to help Kevin out here. So guys, uh, REI Blackbook has graciously hooked us up with a promotion for anybody and everybody that's listening or watching this. So yep. let me drop this on the screen here. So free resources. If you head on over to coffeewithcloserslive.com, um, there is free resources over there. It's got contracts and stuff that you can actually use in your business. But we also have the ability for you guys to go get yourself a free trial of REI Blackbook so you can actually go test it out for yourself. And in that, on that landing page, it actually demonstrates tons of tons and tons of features and things that REI Blackbook will actually do for you and help you in your business. So I wanna build on that. Gavin, you had asked Kevin you know, to, to show us some of the things. Um, Kevin, I don't necessarily want you logging in and going down the rabbit hole, right? <laughs> Cause it just, you know, there's a lot. However, yep. if we want to pull up that, you know, sales page that has the free trial on it, it lists out tons and tons of those topics. And that yep. would probably actually make for some really good conversation yep. points. Yep. Yep. So you guys um, want to do that? That'd probably be the best, the best route. And again, yeah, I have to do that. And, and David, help. not to steal your thunder here. There's one thing that I was going to send you a surprise with today here, gentlemen. So um, you may have seen some of our recent communications, but um, Gavin, you mentioned plug and play earlier, right? So one of the challenges with any platform is how do you get started and what's the on-ramp and you know how complex is this going to be? But what we've recently rolled out in the last couple of weeks, and we, we're not offering this out to general public or anything else, so they can't just go to our website and, and get this, but basically the you guys can back this up too, but some of the biggest issues with a lot of investors, especially until they grow and have teams in place and they, their systems and processes are completely lined up, but following up with leads, right? That automation part of it. So 
we do that really, really well. What we've recently came out with is a, in fact, plug and play system. So before you would have to go in and, and build out your follow-up campaigns and it could take hours and hours and hours to do that. What we have now is basically the perfect follow-up system. And, and what that is, is when an inbound call or a text or website lead doesn't matter when they come in, we capture it and then it automatically will trigger a short-term and long-term follow-up campaign. So all you have to do is, is log in and uh, we're, I'm gonna give that to everybody who is part of Coffee with Closers. Um, we'll actually put that in your account for you, but all the text messages, emails, ringless voicemails, all of those different communications that we have as part of follow-up sequences, we've already had, have this ready to go out of the box and uh, we've got some unbelievably awesome stories from this. So anybody who does go through Coffee with Closers, I am going to actually give you that entire plug and play system as part of this as well. So you guys also include two free awesome. courses, which is or workshops, basically, you know, courses, workshops, similar um, yeah. in, included with the trial. So that's so awesome, man. Um, yeah. I've been using REI Black Book for whoo, six, maybe even seven years, guys. And I've really just scratched the surface with some of the stuff <laughs> that they do. I've, I'm more of like power dispo mm -hmm. when it comes to coffee with closers. And I'll be honest, though, it's helped me personally sell 500, maybe even close to 600 wholesale deals over the last you know six years. Um, so that's really what I love about the system is the websites, the ability to list your properties on those sites so you can easily share them, uh, SMS blast and email blast out the buyers list. And again, yep. that's just a small portion of what they're, what they do over there. Like I, I don't even, you know, I barely scratched the surface, like I said, on, uh, some yep. of these, some of these things. So yeah, Dave, I am loving it. I, there is a, uh, a note from you and Mike back in the day that says you paid your first bill in 2014 and you've made a lot of money since then. That's right. Um, I, I still use that every once in a while. Some of my slide decks, buddy. <laughs> no, I'm glad you do, man. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's such a, such a great platform. And like you said, you know, it's, it's the all in one place to go. So you don't need to necessarily go out and you need to find yourself an email platform or a place to demonstrate your deals and then another place yeah. to, uh, to set up automations and flows and you know all that type of good stuff. So Kevin, right. loving REI Black Book, man. I'm, I'm in there several times a week. I know my disposition girl's probably in there every day, uh, but you guys basically, you know, I would say you guys are the, the all-in-one system. I mean, that's the easiest way uh, for me to describe REI Black Book as a whole. It's one place yep. to go to do all the different stuff. So here's a great example. Let me just pull this up right here. So one place, not all over the place, right? So the old way, you know, branded website, landing page, uh, CRM, contact management system, email and autoresponders, comparables as well as deal analysis, free recorded messaging system, bird dog management, call tracking, text blast marketing, task management and RVMs, right? All those would essentially be different systems, but yep. you guys have combined them all into one place. Which well, is I mean, let, let, let's put it in perspective. You're talking about probably $1,500 at least in software that is a fraction of that cost in one place. Right, right. You know, yeah. So. And, and to kind of go along with that too. So 
again, back to going back to what Gavin said earlier, as far as plug and play and, and, you know, not creating a, a massive beast that's going to consume all your time here. So we know that brand new investors are going to have a, a different set of needs immediate, right. Versus somebody who's doing two or three deals a month already. So the other thing that we are going to do for all coffee with closers listeners is we'll give a personal call. So as soon as somebody signs up, not only we're we going to have the, the plug and play system put in for you guys, but somebody from my team will actually spend 30 to 45 minutes on the phone with you. And Hey, here's, here's the leaks in your bucket right now. And we will actually give you a, a personalized plan on how, how to solve them and everything else. Cause the last thing I want to do is have somebody hop in there and try to become a master on 15 things, 10 of which they probably don't even need today. And it's there when you need it. Well, we can worry about that then, but we'll actually uh, personalize that onboarding as well um, with an actual live human to, to make that a little, that transition easy guys. So man, that is phenomenal. Love. We it. can't do it for everybody. So for you guys. <laughs> That's we right. Appreciate it. That's right. All right, guys, if you are watching and you have questions about real estate investing, you have a power team here today that is going to help you answer these questions. So let's hear from somebody. What are you guys struggling with? What are you working on? I will lead. All right. I will lead. So this morning I was working on getting a rental property under contract that I viewed just a couple days ago. I think it was on Friday called the seller, comes to find out the guy's got seven houses and I only looked at one and he didn't mention these other six when I went out. So I called him this morning actually trying to get a reduction in price. The price that we were already talking about, you know, was a deal. It worked. And uh, because I'm an investor and I don't like to pay retail or anywhere near it, I'm always trying to get the price reduced, right? So I basically called him and said, Hey, you know, I think the deal is really, really close. I'd love to get this done. You know, is there any wiggle room? You know, these, these repairs are, they're coming in a little bit higher than what we had anticipated. I, I would love to move forward on this though. So are we able to come down any? And he told me no. However, he said, if we get this deal done, then he would highly consider selling me all six of his other properties. So I said, you know what? It's already a deal. Let's roll with it. So I sent him a contract this morning and I'd imagine that it's signed at this point, but if not, I'm sure it'll come back any minute and it'll be a great addition to our portfolio. And then the cool part is though, is we are gonna obviously get this one done and then we're gonna go and we're gonna try to get those other six from that seller. When you're trying to build your portfolio up to 100, 150, maybe even 200 doors, it is much easier to do that by buying three and five and six at a time, small packages, than it is trying to go out and find 200 individual properties to purchase, right? So not necessarily struggling with that, but just kind of giving you guys a little bit of insight on you know what my morning's been like here. I've uh, already got one under contract today, so that's what's up. That poses a question for me to the group because that's something you, when we're talking about being closers, right? Um, you know, we're we're talking about controlling the conversation, the transaction to get it to an end result that we want. And we got to watch out for some of the things that sellers throw at us that will take us off our game and possibly make us make decisions we normally wouldn't, like put a square peg in a round hole. And there's been a few times where 
my teams got super excited by an owner that says, if you do this one, and it's not a great deal in your situation, it was a great deal. <clears throat> you know, if you do this one, there's five more behind it or 10 more behind it. How many times just curious, have you guys had a seller, you know, talk you into doing a questionable deal because they had more that they actually gave you more, you know, because in, in my book, it doesn't happen as often as you think it would. A lot of times they'll say they have more, you'll do a deal you probably shouldn't do. I've done that. And then the seller is either MIA or sells to someone else or decides they don't want to sell right now. So how often does that happen to you guys or in, in, in the well, past? Well, I don't do deals that aren't deals. Right. Period. This one wouldn't, this one was already a deal. And I always am just trying to just be savvy and just get a right. better deal. Right. But that brings up a great point. Don't chase a bad deal with the assumptions of having a good deal come behind it because that may not happen. That's right. such a good point, Don. This one, um, just from the hip, ARV is around 150. I'm picking it up for 100. It needs 20 grand worth of repairs. That's a deal all day, right? Especially when we're going to be using the Burr method. You know, I'll actually walk away from this deal with, you know, five to 10K in my pocket after we renovate it, after we get it, you know, all set through the system. Now, this is also a rented property and it's rented at a thousand bucks a month. Uh, you, the, I need more coffee today, guys. The tenants, <laughs> the tenants are paying a thousand bucks a month. My purchase is a hundred grand. That's a one percent rule. Now it needs some work, but it's already rented at a thousand bucks a month. So when I put that twenty, let's say even twenty-five thousand in it, I should be able to raise that rent to twelve fifty to thirteen hundred bucks, which will keep me at that one percent rule. Great point, though, guys. Do not chase bad deals with the anticipation of trying to make a good deal out of something later by getting something else that may not be there or could be a lie essentially. So, mm -hmm. yep. Don, that is awesome advice, man. Yeah. Love that. I'm throw that in there. Cause that, that, I mean, people get tripped up. My, my own team in here gets tripped up by that all the time. And I have to reassure them that you're probably not going to ever see another property. So don't try to square peg around hole it. Love so, it. Hey, yeah. we got some questions racking in. That's what this show is all about. Let's see what we got here. And Kevin, Speak up, my man. We know that you have a ton of value to add to this group here. So what are your thoughts on upcoming foreclosures, guys? Do you think it will hit market and make an impact? I will, I'll jump in and say, <clears throat> I don't think it's going to be 2008. And, and I was the one, I, I was on multiple panels when, when COVID hit, like, you know, basically prepare for the worst and hope for the best, you know, shore up your business. And that, that's great advice in any market, shore up your business, make sure you don't have any uh, untied loose ends. You ha don't have expenses on your, your P and L that don't belong there. Employees that are substandard, like you should always be running a good business and it shouldn't take a bad market, bad situation to make you run a good business. I Love don't it. think, yeah, I don't think all, with that said that we're going to be 2008 again. I think that a lot of the financial institutions and the government learned a lot from 2008 and they're throwing a lot of money in the market to make sure that that doesn't happen again. I think that if we fall, it's going to be kind of a settle and not an off the cliff. Um, that's my assumption. You know, I'm, I run with a lot of high level players and, and the consensus is they created a lot of shadow inventory that they're still actually parsing out since 2008. And I think that when the foreclosure impact hits, if it hits in a big wave, they're going to do the same thing again. They're going to create a lot of, of uh, shadow inventory where they hold the banks and the financial institutions hold it back and release it slowly. What caused 2008 was not just all the foreclosures, but the fact that all the foreclosures hit the market at the same time. 
and crashed the market. The yeah, and the lending dried up. And the lending dried up. Even for yeah. you know mm-hmm. people like us on this call here that have great credit and good business credit mm-hmm. and good relationships, you know, I it was hard for me to get a loan at that time. Right. It just right. dried up. Banks lending. were limiting their exposure and their risk. Right. Yep. The lending dried up. The market got flooded with foreclosures. I don't think the flood is going to happen again. Lending may get tight. You know, that may be an issue. But I have a feeling that they're going to get a little crazy and loose with the loans again. People tend to forget some of the mistakes they make. Why, why I said that they learned a lot. They also tend to forget some of the mistakes they make. And they're, I have a feeling they're getting a little loose. They're already starting to get loose with some of the lending. So my prediction, and I don't have a crystal ball. If I did, I wouldn't have lost everything in 2008. Is it's going to be more of a slow <laughs> settle and not a hard fall? But that's just my thought. I don't know if anybody else has a different opinion. Yeah, Kevin, what's your t- what's your take on that? Uh, I actually agree with Donald. I don't think that we're going to have anything close to what we had in 2008. That's for sure. Um, the the structurally, it's just a difference in situation. And I, do I think that we're going to have a small uptick? I do. I still think we're a ways down the road before that that's even going to happen, but it's going to be a couple small steps down. Frankly, it's it, we're it's, I don't think it's fair to compare this to 2008. Yeah, I agree guys. Love it. Gavin, we got a good question for you right here. Um, but I'm struggling with grasping the process of wholesales and doing the contracts. So what would be your advice to Natalie? So uh, I'm struggling with grasping the, the process of wholesales doing the contracts. Um, so I mean, I don't know about you guys, we have a one page agreement, right? It's very simple. Um, I, I believe on, I believe in, in just keeping it simple to the point. We just have certain outs in the contract. Right. Um, and I think depending on now, Nancy could be a realtor. You could be looking at 17 page, whatever they use. I'm not a realtor of nonsense and, and, and I can believe that you, why you could get, you know, tripped up and, and all them things. But if you're not a realtor and you're using a one page contract, it's pretty simple. Um, we have, we tend to have just some outs, right? We always have an inspection period. Um, that's kind of how we uh, get out of a contract if it's not a deal. So if you put in earnest money uh, to, to bind the, uh, the contract, we normally have an out. And with Dave, we actually, you're sharing it right now. Um, we do have a contract that you can download and look at, um, a one-page contract for you to use. Um, that's pretty simple. Uh, you have, you just basically put the, the seller's name or an LLC, whatever you're buying it from, the property address, uh, have a close date, whatever you can negotiate. Normally 30 days, 45 day close, maybe 60 if you need it. Inspection period, get as long as again as you can negotiate. And within that window, that's how you're going to get out the contract. So you need access to the property. Um, that should be in the in the contract. So if you need to get any buyers, contractors, uh, realtors, pretty much anyone needing access, they've got to give you access to that property. And if it's not a deal, you can renegotiate within your inspection period and get your earnest money back out. Now, as we talked about last week, I will say that as wholesalers, we get a bad rap, right? We get a bad rap that we're locking up these properties for 45 days and two days before close, we're like, hey, Mr. Seller, we can't do it and we're gonna pull out the deal, right? When you knew after three days it weren't a deal, but you've been trying, as Dave just said, you're trying to turn a non-deal into a deal, right? And, and, and you're going down a rabbit hole and it's a waste of time. So make sure that you're not using all of your clauses that you're under contract to a benefit that's not helping anyone, right? It's not helping you because you're wasting a ton of time on a non 
and a deal that's not going to work. You're, you're stressing the seller out because they're going to make moves thinking you're buying it when you're not. So try and get out of the contract early. With us, we want to know within seven days if we have a deal or not. We need to make moves. We need to renegotiate within seven days. I don't care if I have a 21-day inspection or a 60-day close. If I already know I don't have a deal, I want to make moves in seven days. Um, so that that's what i would do now it's going to come back to natalie also say do you need an llc you don't need an llc to do business but i personally i don't know what the guys think i think you should just get an llc i think most states it's pretty cheap uh i know there's some more that are expensive california probably charges you crazy i don't know it's cheap, um, it's cheap to get it it's just not cheap to have it you gotta okay. pay annually to have an llc in cali $800 a year. And then you, if you don't structure the LLC property, you have a minimum tax, which can be up to $6,000 a year. If you're, if you're flipping oh. properties, you need to structure yourself as it's an LLC tax as a C corp or an S corp. What? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fees that I have would cost me like 40 grand a year just to own them and maintain yeah. them. $800 a year just the, 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 for the LLC fee. Yeah. And then, and then if you, if you, if you do over a million dollars in gross receipts, not what you net in gross receipts and you're paying $6,000 a year. So um, you gotta, you gotta structure your tax stuff properly. It's a whole thing. We're not gonna go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. I just wanna, have, yeah. What stops you guys from going and getting an entity out of Missouri? Just that because you have to file the taxes in Missouri then or? Because we're still doing business in California, and then we're we have to file as a um, what's the word um, foreign entity, and we're still paying fees for it. So Got it. Whole, so it doesn't even matter. You might as well just yeah. do it locally. Yeah, so, just leave California, basically. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I, I'm on my way, boys. St. Louis. Um, so, you know, yeah. The uh, I just want to add to the. Do you need an LLC, Gavin? You're just totally right. But I I, I want to stress something here. Business card, website. Uh, name of a LLC, yeah. LLC corporation. Don't worry about that crap before yeah. you worry about doing a deal. Like yeah. worry about doing a deal. I did business for a long time in my own name and it's not the best way to do business, but I still did business that way yeah. and, and I made money that way. So many people get hung up in, what am I going to call my LLC? What's my business card going to look like? You know, yeah, right. before they even go do a deal. So I would, I would, um, I would encourage you to go do your first deal and then use that money to set up your LLC <laughs> and everything else. Yeah, 100%. Yep. I think when I set mine up in Arizona, it was $50 to set it up. And I think you could earn 15000 as just under your name or something before you needed an LLC. But I was like, it's 50 bucks, so just set one up. And, and Don's right, just name it anything because you're going to have multiple anyway. Just don't overthink it. And you don't need a website and all that before you do deals. It's nonsense. What, what I see a lot of people do is they name their LLC their street name. So like I live on Kendon, so they would call it Kendon Properties LLC, right. or just it could be your last name. Yeah, don't overthink yeah. it. I do yeah. want to jump back just for yeah. one second. So Natalie said, I'm struggling with grasping the process. And Gavin did a great job of explaining wholesaling. Uh, but I want to just to circle back just for one quick minute about the process. So here's the process of wholesaling. You got to find a deal. Can you find a deal on the MLS? Yes, but it's very difficult. So I wouldn't start there. I would start by learning how to market, Natalie. I learned how to start marketing directly to sellers. You can do so by driving for dollars. You can door knock. You can get a list and cold call. You can create your own list and cold call. You can send direct mail. You can do bandit signs. If you have the budget, you can go out and do larger type of marketing plays, like maybe get a billboard or do radio ads. There's so many different ways. In fact, there's hundreds of ways 
to go out and find a deal, but you got to find a deal. Next, you're going to use a contract to gain control. You're not actually going to buy anything. That's the coolest part. You're just going to gain control. Now you're going to have the intent to buy it, right? But you also are going to also have in your agreement typically that you know the deal is going to be subject to a partner's approval. And the cool thing about, about wholesaling, and it doesn't really matter what part of the process is you're in, but you can essentially eliminate your risk down to zero, right? 80% of the deals that I've done, which is probably over 700 at this point, 80% of them have used none of my own money to actually flip the property. Now I've spent time and money to get the lead, right? And I don't wanna neglect that. That's very, very important. You are going to spend time probably and money or, and or, but probably and to get the good deal, to get the lead, the lead that's gonna be wholesalable. But once you get it, you're gonna use a contract to gain control. And in that contract, you're gonna have CYA clauses that Gavin mentioned. And those are gonna essentially limit your risk down to zero. And then during that inspection period timeframe, you are going to shop that contract to purchase. So you're gonna be selling that property, but you just wanna add a couple words in there like owner by contract, something along those lines in the bottom of that marketing message. And you're gonna shop that and you're gonna find a buyer. And if you find a buyer that's willing to pay you more than what you're paying, and they can also abide by all the terms that you set forth, When's it gonna close? Is there enough time to inspect, et cetera, et cetera? Um, then you're gonna line up the closing, assign it, double close, whatever that might be. In the event that you don't find a buyer or your buyer is lower than where you are at, not a big deal. Go back to your seller. You have an agreement that offers you the ability to exit the deal if you don't find a partner or if you don't you know, have your due diligence all done right. So you can go back to the seller, but now you have fuel. Right? You have fuel from your buyers, your investor partners saying, hey, we need to be at this number. So you can go back to the seller. You can say, hey, I really need to be at this number if we're going to be able to get this done. You know, Hopefully we can do that. Otherwise, I'm going to need more time to go find a different partner. If they agree, boom, you got yourself a deal. If they don't agree, well, then you're just going to say, you know, it was great trying to get this done with you, but I don't think that we're going to be able to get this done. You know, Let me know if things change in the future. That's it. That's the entire process of wholesaling. You are not really buying and selling property. Instead, you're using contracts to gain control and then you're buying, I shouldn't even say buying, you are selling a contract. You never even had to buy it, you generated it, right? So that's one of the beautiful things about wholesaling is you can limit your risk down to zero. You can gain control of a property, which essentially gives you inventory. And then from there, you can then take that inventory to the open marketplace and you can find a buyer that's going to either buy it from you and tell you to get out of the way, or maybe they want to partner with you on it, or maybe there's other creative ways to go about doing that. What did I leave out, Kevin? I think you nailed it all the way through, man. There's nothing I can add to that, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. But it, yeah, that's a great I, think, I think there's one thing though as well, like it, we're in sales and marketing right i think as investors it's just a fancy word we're not when we're wholesaling we're not really investing we're not right buy and hold is an investment fix and flip isn't it you're acting as an investor think of wholesalers in sales and marketing right you're marketing and you have sales skills to lock up pieces of paper on properties and then you're assigning or double closing on them um and that's i think an easier way for for me anyway is to think i'm okay uh, to acquire and to to, out, to to find discounted properties, I'm actually in the sales and marketing business. And the right. concept is real estate. That's exactly yes. right, guys. I tell all of my students, hey, you are not a real estate investor when you are starting out as a wholesaler. I know you want to think of yourself as one, but you're really not. What you are is an, a marketer. 
right? So look at yourself as being an expert at marketing. And, and Gavin said it best, really, at sales and marketing. Right. Right. You become a real estate investor, in my opinion, when you take risk. And I don't mean like buying a two or three thousand dollar mail campaign. That's not really risk. That's an investment. What I define as risk as, you know, something that you're going to basically take down. You're going to actually buy it before you sell it or you're going to buy it and you're going to fix it up and then sell it. Or maybe you buy it and rent it. You're taking risk when you do so. Yep. So think of wholesaling as a sales and marketing play and or a sales and marketing business. Whereas becoming a real estate investor is the next step. It's whenever you would then go cherry pick one of those great deals for yourself and then take take internal risks with your business or your bank account or whatever that, that might be. So love it, guys. You nailed it. Yep. It looks like uh, Natalie said that she said, thank you. Of course, thanks for asking. In Texas, it's only 300 to start an LLC. In Missouri, it's 35 bucks. So guys, keep on come to Missouri. 35 bucks, there's no cost to renew. Um, in fact, I probably have five or six LLCs that I don't even use that are just out there randomly waiting for me to come pick them up and, and play with them, right? So um, don't overthink the LLC process. Again, Don was saying earlier, you can do this in your own name. In fact, I probably did the first 10 deals uh, out the gate, you know, seven years ago when I got in this full time in my own name. And then I said, you know what, let's limit some of my liability with my other rentals and my other businesses. But also I want to build business credit, right? It's very difficult to to open up an LLC day one and walk into a bank and get a line of credit or a loan on that. They're going to be like, who are you and what right. have you done? But if you have two or three years worth of experience and you build a relationship with the bank, I don't want to, I don't want to say just experience guys and build that relationship with the bank. Then they're going to turn around and they're going to say, Hey, we're going to happily lend you, you know, 80% of appraisals versus 80% of what you are going to be purchasing it for. That is two different ballparks. Um, they're also going to say, hey, you know, do you have any other assets? We'll happily give you a line of credit and give you 60, 70 ish percent of the equity that you may have. But if you don't have that experience that, you know, two, maybe even three years of tax returns, uh, you're never going to get that. So that's really the main thing with entities, you know, in LLCs is number one, it's asset protection. You know, right. if you have assets in other entities and somebody sues that one, you know, it's, it, it does depend how you have it structured. That's neither here nor there. Um, but it does give you that asset protection. But number two, you can actually build that business uh, credit with a bank or a financial institution uh, by filing specific tax returns for that entity. Love yep. that. hundred percent. Right. And before you worry about even the relationships with the bank necessarily, in my opinion, or even the LLC stuff, get really good at marketing, find out what's working. And then the rest of that stuff, that, that happens, but you've, you've got to get deals. You've got to find those motivated sellers, like get really, really dialed in on the marketing. That is going to be more important than setting up an LLC, especially for somebody who's brand new. So, man, that's, I love it. And, and Natalie said baby steps and baby steps is the way to go. I really, truly believe that. Don't, don't try to jump in and do all of it today. Start with marketing, right? Find yourself a deal, do a deal or two in your name. Who cares? The next step would be carry create that entity and then scale that business up. But baby steps is the way to go. If you are new to the game, guys, and again, it doesn't really matter in my opinion, if you're a landlord or a fix and flipper or a wholesaler or a virtual wholesaler or a creative finance guy, whatever, it doesn't really matter. You gotta get deals. I think Don sent an email out yesterday or this morning, one of the two that was like, no deals equals no business. And boom, I read that and I was like, that's my man. You know what he's talking about. <laughs> so start with the marketing. That's baby step number one. 
Seriously, it's not websites. You said this time. It's not websites. It's not business cards. It's not fancy trifolds or door hangers. It's it, it's it's just getting the ball rolling, right? Do it something. So, fantastic question. Love that. Uh, let's see here. We do have another one here from Maria. Maria says, "Who do you recommend? You know, in terms of a hard money lender that's going to offer 100%, including Reno." Uh, my advice, and I think everyone's going to have a different opinion on this, which is actually really cool. But my advice would be, you know, hard money lenders are typically local. There's some of them that are multiple states or maybe even nationwide. Uh, but I've always found that dealing with a local lender is going to be better. So Maria, I don't know where you're located and it doesn't really matter. My advice would be go to your real estate clubs, go to the local RIAs. If you don't know what those are, go to meetup.com and find them. Go to meetup.com, type in real estate, boom, enter your zip code, boom. You're going to see five or six probably at a minimum. Go to those places. The hard money lenders will be at those meetings handing out business cards saying, I want to lend you money. I want to lend you money. Find those yeah. guys. Are uh, they going to lend 100% of, of purchase and renovation? Probably not, no. but... If you build that relationship with them, like we talked about earlier, they might do that. And a lot of it's well, going to have to do I, I think, with the deal. I think though. you're only going to do that, though, through you doing deals, right? Your, yeah, your no, terms get better. I, I don't, and again, maybe you guys know, but if, if you're new and there's no hard money lender that's going to do 100%, you, can, you need to look for private money for that. Um, hard money, you're not going to find it. And you might get it after you've done four, five, six deals. Then you've built that relationship. But deal, you, you're gonna, you're only gonna build that by doing. You're not just gonna go and sit with coffee and go, well, I've took them out for coffee five times. Now they're gonna do it. They're gonna see that you know what you're <laughs> yeah. doing, right? So um, experience. That, that's just my take on it. But you need to go over private money. So go and look with everyone that is rich in your family or you know that has money. Uh, they're more likely going to be lending at 100% uh, with 100% rental. That's exactly yeah. right. But don't don't go in expecting that, right? Like after you build that relationship with them, that may that may be even that may even mean I need more coffee, guys. I said it before. <laughs> that may be even meaning that you know you go do a deal or two with them and they only offer you 70%, or you do some other deals that they see you doing, right? So building that relationship, building that experience is gonna help you. Um, there's lenders in my market um, that are lending 100%, but they wanna see you get the deal at 50 or 60 cents on the dollar. And if you get it that good, they'll give you 100% of the purchase and the reno. But if you're only buying at 75 or 80 cents on the dollar, no, if they're brand no new, way are they gonna give you that reno. So it does depend a little bit upon the deal as well. But the question was who? Who do you recommend? So let's circle back to who. Well, you Don, did you want to add world. something? Just sorry, real quick. Don, was you going to add something? I was just going to say that, that you know, hard money is a business. And, and as a business, they usually will expect you to come in with something. They'll go up to 90%. Yep. Very rarely will they go up to 100%. There are some out there when you do have established established business, established experience. But it's rare. Uh, right. Private money is the way to go. I go 100% private money. They fund 100% of my deals. Even when I had no experience, I was able to structure a JV situation where they put up 100%. I did the work. We split the profit. So if you don't have money and you need somebody to fund 100%, yeah. maybe consider JVing with them where you they put up the money and you do a profit split with them and establish yourself and then find lenders that will do 100% going into it. But but that was just what I was going to add to it. So go ahead. What, what, what money done? Just curious. What do you pay in private on your, what percentage are you looking at for that? You know, 100%. you, I, I'll pay 10% for private for a hundred percent. 
Um, you know, and that's hundred percent of holding costs, purchase and rehab. I, I mean, no I points. no money. I'll do, I'll do a point from time to time. Um, Same here. I'm the lender. Um, you know, I don't like to go more than a point, but even that gets like, I don't pay that point at closing that gets wrapped into the loan. So I come in with no money and how I structure that is I sit down with the lender and I say, look, if you're putting, you know, 10, 20, 30% down on a deal and I'm doing multiple deals a month and then I'm having to front the rehab and get reimbursed. How am I a good bet? I'm a business running on empty. You know, I have no money in the bank because all my money's in deals. How am I a good bet? Now, if I keep my money in my bank, I keep some operational reserves and I run my, my business from a position of health and power, I'm a better bet. And that's how I was able to pitch lenders on loaning me 100% because they it's think really you good. need to have skin in the game. And skin in the game is actually more dangerous to the lender because as you're growing a rehab business or yeah. a rental portfolio and you have skin in the game, all your money's yeah. in projects, you're running empty, you can't eat, you can't pay your mortgage, you're a bad bet. So I just sit down yeah. and I said, this is how I'm a good bet. You know, I need 100% and I can run my business from a position of power. I can market like I'm supposed to. I can hire like I'm supposed to. And that's yeah. how I sold it. And um, I'll do up to 10%, but I'll, I'll let me just throw a nugget, a secret in here. When you sit down with the lender, don't say how much you're going to pay. Sit down with them and say, how much are you expecting? Because sometimes yeah. they're expecting less than you're willing to pay. That is a great piece wow. of advice. Yeah, I'm really Man, good. I don't even do that. I'm, I'm running with that. Yeah, I'm running yeah. with that. That's a, that's great. What are you, what are think, you wanting to what are you wanting to make? What do you want? <laughs> yeah, no, it puts really you, it puts you in a position of power because sometimes they're expecting less. But if they ask for say they ask for fourteen percent, then I have the power to say no. If I say hey, I, I'll pay ten percent, they say no, I expect fourteen. That's a power dynamic shift. Now they're in control. If I say how much are you expecting to make, and they say fourteen percent, I say I can't do it. Suddenly they're going, what can you do? I think that's important as well. And you yeah. can actually transition that into closing, right? Real yes. estate deals. Get exactly. the number from the seller before right. you spout the number out, right? right? We can transition that in exactly the same way, uh, mm -hmm. negotiating a deal as well. Mm -hmm. Same same concept. 100%. Really good. Yep. Love it. All right, guys. We got another question from RW here. How do you handle property management, rents, expenses, et cetera, in-house accounting, other software, professional property manager, five, six questions wrapped into one. <laughs> I've done it all. I've personally managed properties for about eight, nine, 10 years on my own. Um, I've had in-house property management where I'd have, you know, a person that works for me that's dedicated to managing the properties. I've had in-house property management that's even been a third party um, and uh, which is kind of weird to be in-house, but, you know, we kind of did like a little, little mesh thing of it. Um, I've hired four or five external third party professional property managers. Um, and I've basically found myself uh, going through those property managers every couple months because I didn't like them. I landed on one that I've been with for probably two to two and a half years at this point. So there's really no right or wrong way to do this. It's a personal preference. I don't like dealing with the tenants. I like dealing with the property. Right. So if you follow me at all, you, you've heard me say this. There's a people business and there's a property business. I prefer the property business. So doing the property management in-house, I didn't really like it. I didn't enjoy it. I'm too nice. I'd go above and beyond, uh, which is good in some scenarios. But for you know the financial statements and the, and the business, um, it wasn't always the best decisions. Right. So I would say the, the, my best way to answer this is figure out what your goals are, and we kind of always circle back to this, right? But if your goals are to have rental property and never deal with anything, then you're going to want a professional property manager that's in place, that's taking those calls and handling the maintenance. 
if you're you know pinching your pennies you know and you can do this yourself you don't necessarily need that property manager however they're going to make your life a lot easier so what are your goals are your goals to make the most money or are they to have the most freedom you know in terms of um what was the other thing here you know accounting and other softwares um our property manager at this point uses uh appfolio um that's one of the bigger ones i think buildium is probably the biggest but appfolio and buildium are going to definitely be your two biggest ones and i've tried five or six other ones as well they all they all essentially do the same thing right uh, they they allow you to create a portal for your tenants to come in and pay their rent um, they allow you to you know collect uh tickets for maintenance issues and then when it comes to accounting you can export all that stuff out of you know that particular software so again it's yep. preference buildium's not better than appfolio and appfolio is not better than buildium it's which interface do you like the best they both basically do the same things one may have a couple other bells and whistles that the other doesn't have but do you need those and if you don't then you know you're probably paying for something that you don't need so that's a great question um i don't have a yeah, right answer because it just varies what's your goal right Kevin, I have a question. Does uh, REI Blackbook, do, do you have a section for uh, running property management on, on, on properties and things like that? Yeah, so we don't have the direct accounting piece where it's going to basically handle the ledger, and the, the payments, et cetera. Um, we do have resources that can tie into QuickBooks and things like that to help with the accounting piece. But back to what David was talking about as far as like submitting maintenance requests and and you know marketing the rentals as you know tenants are changing and everything else we do have a lot of automation specific to landlords right so we, we actually we just did a workshop a couple months ago on how we can automate a lot of the property management maintenance requests communicating with tenants and and so on and so forth but the actual accounting piece um that is not something that we would handle inside nope yeah, you guys are more of like acquisitions, dispositions, business management. It's not necessarily rentals. That that's a whole different ballpark. Um, can you do it on your own with an Excel spreadsheet? Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Are you going to get accounting benefits by doing it that way? No. Right. right. So again, it just depends on your goals. Right. If you only have one or two properties, though, don't overthink it, guys. You know, don't overthink it. You can find example leases online. Add in the information that you want. Go collect a deposit and give them your cell phone number. Like that's yeah. the best and easiest way to start. And in fact, I encourage you to self-manage. I, I, I encourage all my students that are buying rentals, you know, self-manage for at least a year or two. So you get familiar with the process and then go outsource it as you grow, right? But if you don't do it yourself, just like wholesaling, like I never enc encourage somebody to go hire five VAs without ever doing a deal. Because how are they going to train their VAs? How are they going to know what to do when the when the deal presents themselves? So my advice would be do it yourself for a year or two, give or take, right? Learn the process, then bring in that property manager. Or if you're really scaling and growing and you do care more about money than time freedom, bring that in-house. Hire somebody right. to help you do it. Or maybe that's just the business that you want to get into. So there's a lot of variables there. Uh, but there's no right or wrong way to do it. I think it all drills back down to your goals. You know, like my goal is to create passive income while creating freedom for myself, right? It's not just to, to maximize my income. If that was the case, I wouldn't have anybody working for me most likely, 
you know, maybe a couple of VAs, but I wouldn't have all these third party people, right? I pay them. I pay them a lot of money. You know, last year we collected 350,000 in rent. The year before it was 580. $580,000 in rent in, uh, in 2019. And we'll probably be somewhere in the 400 to 500 range in 2021. $1,000. I'd love to be able to get it up to two or three million bucks a year in rent being collected or triple that even, right? Uh, but that's a lot of work too. So we obviously right. chose to just bring in that professional third party individual. Great, great, great question. Yep. All right. A couple more here, guys. Great idea, Don, on the private lender. Thank you. Very cool, Maria. Thank you for asking. We are here to help. Maria's got another one, actually. I have to say, thank you for creating this show. You guys give so much. God bless all of you for your experience and sharing. I look forward to those webinar every single time. Maria, we love having yeah. you here. Thanks for coming. This is what we love to do here. All right. So another one here from uh, Michael. Michael says, I'm using Batch Driven. I have about 500 houses to skip trace. Is 500 too small an amount of leads to justify buying a power dialer? I plan to text them, but thinking about purchasing a power dialer. Gavin, you're probably the best for this one. Um, yeah, if you're doing it, if 500 is, is, I mean, it's not a lot. I'd only do a single dial on this. I'd do a single line dialer. I would not do the triple because it'll just eat it alive. Um, so I'd do a single dialer on it. Um, I mean, do you necessarily need to have a power dialer? If it's just that 500, no. Um, I would, however, though, be using this resources to pull extra lists behind it. Driving for dollars, batch driven is great, especially if you're putting your eyes on the property. I think that's a list of 500 that I would hit in multiple ways. I would cold call it, I would text it, and I would do direct mail to it. I'd hit it all three ways because it is a small niche list, okay? And it's something that you've actually put your eyes on. Uh, so it's a fantastic list. It's probably the best list that you can get in my opinion. So behind that, if you're gonna go to the dialer and use a single line dialer, I would be pulling a list behind it of an absentee, a free and clear, a vacant or whatever. And I would pull more lists in to then keep feeding to the dialer mm. so you can then keep creating more leads. That's what I would Yeah. Do. So my, my two cents to 500 houses that you've got on batch driven already, Michael, that's phenomenal. Like great work, by the way. Keep it up. Um, here's something that I would maybe suggest though. Like you're saying it's five, let's put, put that back up on the screen just for a second here. I know it, it cuts down in, in, in uh, Kevin off, so I don't want to keep it up for too long. I love to, there you go. <laughs> um, but you know, it's 500 too small. And I know that you're, you're talking here about dialing, right? Um, but one thing that you can do with batch driven and I love batch driven. I use it a ton, um, is you can skip trace in the app and call in real time too. So, you know, it sounds to me like your approach is just bulk, getting as many properties as you can. Um, but don't discount the fact that when you're out in the field driving, if you see a really bad one, do an instant skip trace and call them or text them or maybe even put them on a, a small mail drip. You know, like what so some of the things I like to do is set up a campaign that maybe hits somebody every like 45 or even 60 days and then drop four to six postcards on them. That way I'm like hitting them over like, you know, four, six months, give or take, you know, once every other month or every, you know, every two months or whatever it may be, but letting them know, hey, I'm really interested. On top of that, I may call and I may text, right? Uh, but I guess the point that I'm trying to make is don't discount real time. 
So if you're out in the field and you see one that's bad, another great thing to do is maybe if it's vacant, this may not work, right? But if it's a really bad property, like get out of the car, pull over. You're already there. Why go home and skip trace it and then cold call it just to set the appointment when you're already in the driveway, right? Get out, knock on the door, be polite. You know, don't obviously don't point out the gutters are falling down right, right then and there. But what you can do is you can knock on the door, hand them a business card and you can say, hey, I'm Michael. And I love buying properties. In fact, I own a couple in the area already. If you ever want to sell this one, just give me a call. I'm here to help. That's it. That's the pitch. Don't overthink it, right? Just be nice to people and they're going to want to work with you. So too small. I don't ever think anything's too small to be able to, to scale and or add automations. Because in my opinion, if you go out and you bought the dialer, now you have motivation to go drive for dollars more you got to keep that dialer ringing and, and, and working and or go pull list to, to keep it going right so I'm, I'm, fantastic I'm, I'm gonna give a I'm gonna give a contradictory opinion a little bit <clears throat> you know I don't yeah. know your budget Michael I don't know where you stand financially so if you're not in a position to create an expense that you have to feed um, you have to spend money to feed then I Great wouldn't point. do it <clears throat> so I just want to say that you know uh if you have the budget to do it and and it, it's always good to stretch yourself a little bit because motivation is great like I, i've noticed that the more i stretch myself the more i grow the more i'm motivated to make more do more but at the same time don't put yourself in financial jeopardy so don't create a monthly expense that you, you now have to spend money to feed like i said and i just want to add too that this is a great list especially it's a small list i mean 50 dials a day takes you 10 days to get through this list you can do 50 dials manually really yeah easy. that's that's really a great easy. point, you know, and um, 50 in an hour and a half. And, and there's something about there's something you lose when you go to bulk, right? You lose this personal touch when you go to bulk. Like I, I'm a bulk guy. I, I sent out, you know, over a million postcards in one year. Um, you lose a personal touch when you go to bulk. When I started, I start. I was broke. I couldn't rub two nickels together. I could basically for gas money. And that was it. I got a foreclosure list and I door knocked and I made a lot of money doing that. And uh, I built my real estate investing career just doing that, getting in the car and going and knocking on doors and building relationships. And I learned so much about acquisitions and talking to people and what not to do and what not to say. The reason why I'm successful today is what I learned by just basically bootstrapping it and going through the grind. So getting on the phone and just doing the dials and having the conversations with people might be the best thing that you do and automating it could be the next step after you've kind of fixed, figured out what to say and how to say it and how to build relationships with this very small list. So I just want to throw that in. No, that's a, that's a great, that's a great yeah. point. I'm the king yeah. of just getting systems and just overwhelming right. myself with expenses. So right. yeah, sometimes <laughs> you got to put me in check down. I love that. That's a great, yeah, but right. you're right though. 500 broken mm -hmm. down over 10 days, that's only 50 a day. You can easily do that. So you could do a hundred a day and do it in five. I mean, really, even and do it in five days, yeah. right? Super, super. I mean, I guess it, to answer the question, because we got off the, the question is, you don't need a power dialer, no, for five hundred. If it's five hundred and stop, and I'm done, then you do not need a power dialer. Yeah, and he enough. mentioned. So he let's repull that up just for a second. He says, "I plan to text them," but thinking about purchasing the dialer. So I would just start with the texting and or the manual before you go to that next step. Mm -hmm. Michael, that's awesome. Michael actually dropped another comment here. He said, I got all my leads in batch driven by driving for dollars in St. Louis. Hey, that's where I'm at, Michael. Good deal. Good deal. Kevin, too. That's but I right. wonder, is 500 a too low a number to justify using a power dialer? If that's all you have, then yes. If you're yes. more behind you it, you it on behind leads it. every week, or maybe even intend to go pull a list of 1,000 or 2,000 every week or every other week, then 
then it's okay. But yeah, Don, you, I think you, you did a good one with that. Yeah. After you do that and go down and when you verify, Hey, am I targeting the right properties? Right. It's my script and my messaging, the right, you go down that path and make sure that one, your process is correct. And then once that happens, grow and scale and then automate that and then move on to the next one. But yeah, don't try to bring too much complexity and technology in here, get really good at it yourself and then delegate and automate. That's, don't do that first because you're going to create bad processes up front. Yep. Love yeah. it. So Michael said, I didn't know that I could call in real time in the app. Yep. You can call, you can text, text. You can skip yep. trace, you can send mail and don't discount pulling over and getting out either, man. You know uh, what I used to do uh, when I first started was just slip business cards in the door if they weren't home or stick it in the window to where it's, you know, kind of in there. Good. Uh, at this point we have door hangers. That we can just, buy. You can go buy, you know, shoot, you could buy 2,000 door hangers for probably 50 bucks and just throw yeah, them just in Just real trunk. quick, I've got a hard stop. I've got to get off. Um, I'll let you guys. Yeah, no worries, Gavin. No worries. Gavin, no worries great to see you. I Gavin, great catching up, buddy. Thank you. Take care. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. That's right. All right, Gavin, we'll talk soon, brother. Yeah. All me, right, let, guys. Let me throw in real quick here. I believe, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Kevin, but REI Blackbook has a lot of those same features, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we've got phone system, we've got a mobile app as well. So as you're driving around, um, you know, they, they can add a property right there. It will give you the owner's name, all that good stuff. You could outbound calls. You can outbound text right there from our app as well, right inside of ARIA Blackbook. But well, one of the, the other benefits of, of the ARIA Blackbook side would just be when those leads do call back, they're already in the system. And if you miss the call, you basically it it's you create a, a in-depth, consistent follow-up process too. So out of those 500, say all 500, 500 are actual leads, right? But five are ready today to actually talk about selling a property. What we do with those other 495 can make or break us as real estate investors, right? So we just want to make sure that we have a solid system in place because about half our deals are going to happen six months or more down the road. Um, you know, there, there's a bunch of touch points and interactions before that trust is built. And there's actually a deal to talk about today. So, um, you know, uh, in addition to generating the list and Michael, you're going about it the right way. Creating your own list is really, really valuable. You're not going to be, you can't go out and buy a list um, that's going to be better than the 500 that you've already found yourself. But just ensuring that the ones that aren't ready today, once you do get them on the phone and having a consistent way to stay engaged for, you know, six months, 12 months, or 15 months down the road. Um, there's a lot of deals out there if you're in that position. Love it. Love it. Yeah. And you guys have a ton of, you know, one of the coolest things that, that, that I don't even really take that much advantage of, we use it of course, but uh, I could probably do a little bit better is uh, the automated follow-up, right? So that is one of the best tools that you guys have. And basically, you know, if you're out and let's say you're using, you know, another service to drive for dollars or whatever, right? Well, you may want to do your cold calling or your cold texting, you know, from an REI black book number, because that way, if they call back at a later time, you can set up automations that may yep. send them a text right, right back saying, Hey, I, you know, I, I got your call. I'll, I'll call you back here in, in an hour, you know, or maybe you can drop an email or I mean, there's just so many different things that you can do to let them know that you are super interested as well as help you follow up if that may be weeks or months down the road as yep. well. So huge yeah, fan of REI Black Book. Guys, I mean, they literally have more things than I can even 
begin to list in terms of offerings. Um, again, yep. the best way to describe Aria Black Book would just would be it's the all-in-one place. You know, you yep. don't necessarily need a bunch of other tools um, if you have REI Black Book. You can run your entire business there. And then we had mentioned earlier, like you don't necessarily need a website out the gate. That's true. However, once you get established, you are going to want a website because people are going to want to see yep. if you have an online presence. They're going to want to see your credibility. You know, do you have any testimonials of anybody that's worked with you in the past? Those, that's a great place to, to reference those or to host those, right? And REI Blackbook will give you the ability to create multiple websites. You could have a website for your, for your general business. You could have a website for your acquisition side of your business. Maybe you're a right. landlord and you're looking to rent properties out. Let's say you're trying to sell properties because you're a wholesaler. Um, they have all the, the ability to create different websites and you can actually have multiple of them. Yeah, yeah, time. we and each category you just mentioned, we've we've already got the templates created too. So we, you know, you don't need to be a web developer and hop in there. I mean, again, we're we're in the sales and marketing business as investors, right? So let the software guys, let my nerdy team here behind me work on building the templates and making it easy to go out of the gate here. But uh, back to that follow up real quick here. So we, you know, you're talking about you know the automated follow up and, and et cetera here. So. We just got word, um, we've got an investor, he's been using RIA Blackbook for a couple of years, but does about 100 transactions a year. So this isn't you know a new, new person by any stretch, he's been doing this for years, this is his business, and I think he's got 10 or 11 people on his team. You're not talking about me, are you? No, 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 but uh, he's nowhere <laughs> near as cool like as you. Me, buddy. And now I can't say his name because I said he's not as cool as you, but, but <laughs> we, we actually built out, I, I mentioned the, the automated, we call it 15 by three. It's just a fancy word for short-term and long-term follow-ups, but he triggered his long-term follow-up on several hundred leads that were quote unquote dead or cold that he hadn't talked to in months. And in less than two weeks, he had three deals that he got under contract and made over 85, actually two out of the three is already closed, but he made over $85,000 in net profit on leads that weren't even on his radar anymore. So, so I mean, this is, when we say this, it's like, all right, hey, new people, new people. Well, we can also look and say, David, you need to automate your follow-up probably a little bit better. And I know we've spent a little bit of time together. So I'm going to build that out for you, my friend, um, and put it in place for you just to make sure, because right. uh, I want you to be I able like to buy it. me a I'm beer next time we're know. together, buddy. Are you sure you're not talking about me? <laughs> I was. I was. No, I'm too. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Well, guys, if you have not checked out Aria Black Book already, go to coffeewithcloserslive.com. Um, over there, there at the bottom of that page. Actually, let me share this one more time here. At the bottom of that page on the left-hand side, you can see right here, they have um, there is a button that you can click here, and this will actually take you over to um, a page that will actually give you some added bonuses, right? Yep. So not only are they going to give you a 14 day free trial, but they're also going to give you two uh, popular workshops that are going to help you get the ball rolling. Um, yep. And they also waive, I believe you guys are waiving the licensing fee, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So the licensing fee, I paid it. So I know very well what it is. It's a thousand bucks. We appreciated that too, by the way. Just I'm so sure you, know. you did. Right. So <laughs> it was a thousand bucks to join back when I did in 2014. That's still the same. Uh, but if you go through coffeewithcloserslive.com, guys, they'll waive that and give you the 14 day free trial, which is just a phenomenal offer. Um, and again, you know, it's it's basically attributed to a ton of my success 
and helping me sell, you know, tons and tons of deals, hundreds of wholesale deals at this. Absolutely. At this and we got a good question down here from Jose. Um, if you want to pull that one up there. Yeah, here it is. Take it away, Kevin. Well, hey, so this is a loaded question, obviously, but um, I'll go back to what Michael was doing, right? So for 1200 bucks, where do you know, do you build your own list? Is it direct mail? Is it radio ads, et cetera here, right? So based on the number of leads that you're able to convert, and this this is always a loaded question big time, but where I'm going with this is, you know, $1,200 can get burned up really, really quickly on like pay-per-click, right? So we're gonna have typically much higher quality leads when they come in, but are we comfortable enough? Do we have our scripts down? Are we able to, to convert a high percentage of those leads when they come in or, you know, Maybe some newer investor direct mail may be a better way to, to get started and work on that list there. But but basically, how many leads do you need? How many deals per month are you looking? Do you have time to generate your own list? And if so, you know, then maybe texting and cold calling and, and direct mail may be a good fit. If it's something where you need a deal right now, the most motivated person out there maybe Facebook ads or, or pay-per-click or something like that. But again, you're going to pay a lot of money per lead. We've got to be really good at closing those things down here. But um, I'm sure you've got some better advice than that, Dave. You know, here's the deal. 1200 bucks. it depends how you look at it. Like if you're brand new, that's a ton of money. Right. Right. Like to, to big daddy Don, the Don father over here, he may drop that in 10 minutes on some marketing because he's just the man and I love him to death. But... If you are brand new, right, that that's a ton of money. So, yep. I mean, here's the deal. There's no best way, in my opinion, right? Just do something. That's my advice, Jose. Do something. So if that means that you're going to start driving for dollars, man, get out and do 20, 30, 40 minutes a day, minimum. Don't, and Don's heard me say this before, don't bulk it to just don't going out and doing six hours on Saturday. Because then if you got a wedding next Saturday and you're sick the following Saturday, three weeks went by where you didn't do shit, right? Don't do that. Instead, do something very consistently. So start with one thing. Maybe that's driving for dollars. Maybe that's putting bandit signs out. Maybe that's cold calling for sale by owners on Craigslist and Zillow. It yep. doesn't matter what that thing is. Start with one thing, get really good at it. And then scale that thing and add the second thing. With $1,200... You know, if you're using, for example, batch driven as just your marketing source, skip traces over there are like 12 or 15 cents. So you could skip trace like 200,000 people. I'm just guessing the number here for 1200 bucks a month or just in general. Right. So that would be a great place to start. Uh, but just do something right. That's really what happens. Right. We do a lot of different types of marketing. And here's the thing, guys, they all work. Right. Some better than others. But at the end of the day, all of the efforts that we put out will return some sort of investment, you know, a positive return for us. So, Don, what's your two, what's your two cents? Big, big, big daddy Don father. You know, I, I great, Don father. <laughs> so, uh, I'm using that. Yeah. That, that guy, I, I got that placed on me a few years back. And it's uh, <clears throat> so, you know, I started broke. Um, I started door knocking pre foreclosures. I, you know, the first time around, the second time around, I started, you know, after I lost everything, I started networking my butt off. Um, so there's a lot of ways to get deals, driving for dollars, um, networking, door knocking. There's a lot of ways to get deals without even spending any money. I just want to throw that out there. 
Um, have a $1,200 budget as long as you do that monthly. I would I would uh, stress that if you mean monthly, you really mean monthly because some people say I got $1,200 a month, but they only have $1,200 a month for two months or three months. You have to have a runway to get any marketing going. Um, any marketing channel needs about 90 days of runtime before you start to see anything. You probably want to have a good four to six months uh, of money to really yep. make it get traction for you and bring in revenue. So I just want to stress yep. that you may hit a home run right out of the gate. It happens, but a lot of us have to work for that, that money to come in. So, um, and that's just reality. Um, with that, with $1,200, you could easily hire a VA to do cold calling for you. You probably want to do it yourself uh, out of the gate. To, to master it and be able to train somebody, but you can easily afford the VA to do that for you. You can even probably afford some of the cold calling services out there for $1,200 a month. Data is cheap, people. Um, you know, if you have, um, you know, some of the services out there where you can pull a list, it's really, really cheap to pull a list and have it skip trace these days when you really think about it. And then you just put a VA on it, the cold call. And at the end of the day, you're going to be probably at or below that $1,200 a month. And then all you have to do is work those leads as they come in. So if I were you and I truly had $1,200 a month, I'd probably shoot for cold calling out of the gate as my marketing channel, direct mail, you're going to burn through that um, pretty quickly. PPC, you're going to burn through that pretty quickly. Um, a few other marketing channels, you're going to burn through that. Cold calling is where I'd probably go. Cold calling is a great approach, guys. You can get a dialer for you know $5 an hour. Mm -hmm. If they're working 20 hours a week, that's 100 bucks a week. There's typically yeah. four weeks in a month. That's 400 bucks mm -hmm. a month. To have somebody yeah. dialing for four hours a day, five days a week, mm -hmm. right? A dialer is going to cost you another 140 bucks typically. Um, so you'll be at about 540. So you're not even halfway through your budget to have somebody in place with the system. So the only thing that's missing there would be the leads. <clears throat> so my advice would be, yeah, go get as many of the leads as you can manually because those are going to be your best leads. The ones that are physically showing distress from driving for dollars and or go buy leads that we would have presumed motivation. I think people often look at, you know, they don't, they don't understand like, what are you looking for when you're buying leads or you're getting leads or you're pulling lists? You know, it's so simple. I'm looking for somebody that would have presumed motivation, right? We would, we would presume that there's some reason that they would be interested in our service, our offering, our, our help, right? So when we're pulling those lists, I mean, the top three lists that I circle back to over and over are going to be my vacants. Start with the vacants, guys. I've already bought 160 houses this year and over 100 of them were vacant. So what does that tell you about deals? Most of your deals are going to be vacant. Next is going to be your absentee owned. Those may be vacant. They may not, but the owner doesn't live there, right? And then behind that, I would say, you know, maybe high, high equity. And you can even stack those all together. You could do absentee owned high equity that are vacant. Boom. There you go. Right. But those are typically going to be the best lists from what I've seen. Yeah. Uh, but again, I don't want you to discount the list that you create. Any list that you create is going to be the best hands down, period, 100% of the time. Right. Because so, not every other investor has the ability to go pull that list. And also, if you're creating the list, there's probably a reason that you're adding that property. Is it the worst one in the neighborhood? Does it have a hole in the roof? You know, whatever that may be. Yep. Yeah. So Jose responded back and said he's brand new. So I would recommend if you're brand new to try to make as many of those calls yourself as possible to, Absolutely. you know, you want to have as many at bats as you can. 
So that way you're better when you do decide to bring on that VA to make those calls on your behalf. You've got scripts and you can actually give that advice to put them in a position to be successful as well. So especially being brand new, get used to having those conversations and take as many of those calls as you possibly can, by the way. Love it. All right, guys, we got time for one or two more here. So Michael says, I quit my part-time job at Home Depot. I was making 400 bucks every two weeks, LOL. Once I realized I can drive for three hours for that chump change, that's how I drove up $500 or 500 leads. Man, that is awesome, Michael. Right. You know, in one, I, I love this, like one deal at 10 grand, that's like, I mean, I'm so bad at simple math, but that's like- that's a year. Is that's that a year. whole year? Yeah, yeah, one grand, one deal at 10 grand is basically a, a year, you know, and like, I had a student that just closed a $20,000 wholesale deal a week or two back. And I was looking, you know, we were doing the math and I was like, let's break this down. So 20,000, let's say you want to divide that by, um, you know, $5 an hour. That's 4,000 hours. Now I know you weren't making $5 an hour at this job, but in relation to what you would pay a cold caller, that's 4,000 hours. If they're only dialing 20 hours a week, that's 200 weeks that you've been, that's four years that you could pay a cold caller to call for you four four hours a day off of that one $20,000 deal. So yep. man, I absolutely love that. We got time for one more guys. Michael says the four hours I slave for Home Depot is when I realized that time is money mm -hmm. and I can put yep. $40 in the gas tank and go get leads. That is exactly right, guys. Money is just a mean, a means to exchange time. That's it. It's really all it is, right? It's either you trade your time for a product or a service, or you pay somebody else to go produce that product or service for you. So just, I think Michael, have, yeah, it, Michael, Michael hit it. Michael hammered and hammered it right there. And, and Dave, you, you said it best money, money is a trade. I just want to encourage people to show up for themselves at this point. You, you go to work, you go home, you're tired. You know, you, you, it's funny, you'll show up for work hungover a lot of times, but you won't get up and go do what you need to do to make money. You won't stay right. up late and do what you need to do to make money. You can Google for dollars now. You don't even have to drive for dollars. You can Google for dollars at midnight, for God's sake. Yeah. Show up for yourself and do what you need to do to have the life you want to have, period, hands down. Michael, you've done the math. You're making the right decision. <laughs> I want to give you credit for that, but I just want to. Yeah, great work, Michael. Yeah, show up. Yep. And what's Love cool it. is as you're driving around building that list. Yeah. The ultimate goal isn't to continue for you to be the one doing the driving and building that list, right? But document the process, find out what's working. And then later you can have somebody else do that driving. And that's how you grow and scale without uh, spending all your time because you just want the money at that point, right? So anyway, keep yeah. going, Michael. I mean, I'm, gonna, I'm leaving stuff, here. Man. I'm going to the title company, drop off a check, and then I'm going to go play ice hockey. I got nothing on my schedule today. And that's the cool <laughs> part because I have a whole team of people. I got three callers. I got a guy texting. I got another guy that's literally virtually driving for dollars for a couple hours a day, finding those deals. So yep. you can get to the point where you can automate and it's and, it, and it's not hard, right? That's the beautiful thing about, about this business. Kevin, I want to I yeah. just say thank you so much for giving us some of your time this morning. Hey, man, my um, pleasure. Buddy. John and I and Gavin, I'll speak on behalf of Gavin. He's not here, of course, but we are incredibly grateful for your time and we appreciate it. Guys, if you have not heard of REI Black Book, or you have not at least taken advantage of the two week free trial, which is so awesome. Most companies only give you a week. These guys are giving you two. 
Go play around with it. It's an all-in-one system. There's a phone system built in there. You can create websites. You can create landing pages. You can um, set up automated follow-up. You can market your yep. deals. You can text blast. You can email blast. Uh, they even have an app for the um, for the phone system as well as a, a specific app. We don't even we don't even ever talk about it. But you guys have a driving for dollars app too. We yep. mentioned batch driven a few times in here, but these guys actually have one that syncs in with their CRM as yep. well. What's it called? It's, it's Profit Drive. Profit Drive. Yep. I knew that. I totally yep. knew that because Profit well, Dial is the app for the phone system. Yep. Love absolutely. Yep. So guys, go over to coffeewithcloserslive.com. Um, take advantage of that free trial. And if you guys haven't already texted in FLIP to 310-5221, uh, do so. We send out weekly tips and tricks on how you can be a better real estate investor. And when we come across new products and services, we love sharing that with our group. Don, Kevin, any parting words for our audience today, guys? I'm good. I really appreciate it, guys. Always good catching up with you. Awesome. Don, what you got, brother? I just show up for yourself. Like I said, a minute ago, go out there and do it, crush it. You know, uh, life is not our adversary. It's not our enemy. It's our coach. It challenges us to be the best we can be. And if you embrace yep. it and you, you, you strive to be the best you can be, you can do, you can do amazing things. If you use the challenges life throws you as an excuse, you're going to be a loser. Don't be a loser. Don't be a loser. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All Good right, job, guys, Robert. we're signing off. Don't forget. All we right. are, I got a cattail in my face. We are here every <laughs> Wednesday. All right, 11 Central, 12 Eastern. If you're on the West Coast, I believe it's, was it 9 a.m. out there when we started this, Don? 9 a.m. and 9 a.m. But it's every week, guys. Wednesday mornings, coffee with closers. Grab your.